International. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. And everybody in between. This is the Ape Town. Feature, feature this. this. <laughs> the fan edit. The podcast. Hey. <laughs> Ethan, hello. hello Let's see you. Hello, Donna. Uh, the always polite Donna. The always polite Donna never talks over my intro. Uh, <laughs> I just want to record the show naked. Yeah, I know. Okay, so yeah, uh, it'll probably come up. So it's be- it's worth mentioning. It's freaking hot because to uh, every single one of our nationwide slash worldwide yeah, listeners, listeners. <laughs> we are in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, the home of heat. And uh, the AC has gone out here at the at the flea furnace. It is the actual furnace. <laughs> it's leading into the furnace part of the it flea is furnace part. Minimum one hundred and twenty three degrees in here. Right I know. Now. I, I I didn't. I, you said like we should do this in our underwear, and I thought that was kind of weird. But now I feel now I understand where that's coming from. I want from. it. Yeah, I've, I've got my legs widespread because <laughs> I've just been sweating in the, like a weird spot. There is a pool around you. I thought maybe yeah. it was urine, but now I know it's just body no, sweat. It's just straight gooch sweat. <laughs> Just leaking it's out. So gross when you stop <laughs> saying that. Constantly. Fur filtered gooch sweat. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, it's hot. Whatever. We still have the podcast to do. I got my iced coffee here to keep me cold. You got a Coke Zero over there, Donna. And uh, Ethan has his willpower. So we'll make it through. Um, and uh, we're, we're working on willpower. We're not going to get far. Yeah. yeah. We're, uh, we're continuing our, uh, our, foray. our foray into the. Is it foray or foyer? I'm going oh for. I don't even know. Foray? Foray. Foray. It's like French, isn't it? I don't know. I don't. Does anybody know what that word is? No. No. Oh, I guess I'm the master of words now. Oh, you are. Fuck you. Stop being so cheeky. <laughs> is, that mean we, is that we balance out with cheeky now? Is yeah. That <laughs> now I'm just going to, every every episode from here on out, I'm just going to drop a hot word that no one <laughs> knows the <laughs> etymology. You just of. tell them. It's, oh, it, etymology. You threw etymology at us now. But just say it's a French word. We'll be like, I, I, I got no defense. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no de French. Oh, no, that's the end oh of that. <laughs> okay. Come on, All right. Dude. So we're continuing. Continuing our uh, spree or foray or whatever you want to call it into the Planet of the Apes, only this time it's got a little bit of a feature this spin, so we're doing a Ape. fan edit of it. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I guess the last episode anybody would have caught on the podcast is the Battle of the Planet of the Apes. Correct. Uh, which was the fifth in the original series. And um, this movie that we watched called Saga of the Planet of the Apes. It's the first four. Or maybe it's just Saga of the Apes. I think that's what the Saga of the Apes. Saga of the Apes, written, uh, edited by our, our guy. Bionic Bob. Bionic Bob. <laughs> Robot Rick. You were calling it Eric. You were calling it Robot Eric. I didn't even have the, uh, the fucking <laughs> the alliteration. Boom, no. big word. 
it's funny because like as soon as you said that i was like wait a second because bob and robert and then robert robot bionic like i could see where your brain sort of pieced those together to come up with him it. way too much credit no it's like i could see it's like it's a splash of information oh, just this is together. a guy that fell asleep and was on his it's phone the entire, the entire time, time. Yeah. Yeah. i don't care i don't care honestly <laughs> i've been opening up a new coffee shop roastery and i've been working so much that any i've been home a total six hours and for the four, past week. four okay. of those were watching saga of the eight four of them were watching saga <laughs> yeah of the but Apes. while you've been doing that i've been working my normal 50 hour work week plus recording all of oh, the yeah. shows on this amazing network body tape international <laughs> go ahead and check out all the other shows here yes if you listen I'm, if you listen to the last you know 15 17 episodes that have come out in this past week on the podcast uh on the network they have all been produced in a sense by donna uh-huh. Uh, yeah. of, uh, as Ethan's been uh, opening this new roaster here in South You wouldn't Austin. know it though because everyone hates me. They yeah. still refer to Ethan as the producer. <laughs> they still have that patented Billups editing. Even though you're here in the room, they still say, hey, Ethan, yeah. can you turn yeah. me up Ethan, a little bit? Ethan, can you check hey, the Dale. numbers, please? Ethan, <laughs> yeah. how, how are our numbers looking? <laughs> and just like, talk and then, to like, Donna. An oddly and then they still ask. Email <laughs> voice. Yeah. yeah. Like, just stop talking. Yeah, to they're me. texting you to tell Donna to yeah. move her up. I mic don't up a little care. Bit about your comedy <laughs> i don't know so uh so we um so the saga of the Ooh, that feels good that was yeah good. it's starting to feel good yeah good idea with the ceiling fan yeah we ripped it a little bit yeah the uh the saga of the apes is a fan edit if we want to call it that i think fan mix might be a i better, don't know what uh, better term is. to use for it it's a compression of the first four movies mm-hmm. um not excluding Battle of the Planet of the Apes, but just the first four movies. And uh, they're edited together in one experience, if you want to call it that. If there's a part one and a part two. Mm-hmm. And part one is a combination of the first movie and the third movie. Mm-hmm. And then part two is a and combination. And some of the second. Yeah, there's little sprinkles of uh, some of the other parts, and uh, even even with the modern stuff, and um, yeah, and uh, the second part two is a merging of the second movie and the fourth movie. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it was. It was uh, we can okay so let's let's get all the cards on the table here okay i think we've addressed it enough admittedly we did did not watch this under the best of circumstances oh wait (laughs) let me give my my first note also i got some hot hot takes for us later for the little sprinkles of joy throughout this uh this opening montage pisses me off but <laughs> i'm going to try and keep an open mind <laughs> it's a hot note it closed but which closed by the time she finished the period after mine pretty yeah. much <laughs> by yeah. no fault of bionic bob i might have been sleeping uh, no no i think might is a hard word Def- okay i was definitely <laughs> well my next note actually after that is this sucks followed in smaller writing by just because you can doesn't mean you <laughs> I mean, I don't... Okay, here's the deal. I'm going to lay out just like off the jump since I missed so much. I, I, and, I, and I was like, I'm, I, 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 it, it was not the best... I did not give this a fair shake. Fair. But, I was awake the whole time, though. But off the jump, 
it's going into nine different pictures from all the movies on the screen at once. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is way too ADD for me right now. I'm sleepy. Yeah. So I'm just going to crash because we literally just ran through all five of those movies. Yes. And then now we're watching them all like at the same time. Yeah. So let's, let's, I want to paint a picture of what Bionic Bob here is doing with this edit. It's a lot of Ken Burnsing. Well, there's Ken Burnsing part of it, but there's a, there's an approach that he's doing with the editing. Let, let me get my my side of it because this is going to be the, the conflict because you like for is I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought there's a lot of interesting stuff in this. Um, I, obviously, I don't know if I would. Uh, it, I don't think you should say this is a substitute for watching the first four. Obviously, no. because the first one is so good by itself. Yeah, but I think as somebody who is paying homage to the original series somebody uh, this edit this this mix of if you will of the first four in many ways it has a lot of the good stuff that's in the in the planet of the apes series Mm -hmm. it excises a lot of the bad stuff um but uh you know the full magnitude and scope of it might be a little is a little too parsed down but there's an interesting technique that he's using throughout the whole thing and i think you're right donna at the very beginning you either buy into the technique or you don't yeah and me i didn't so th- what he does i want to say something about that because i yeah. i the uh, so he's has multiple squares of different sizes going on on the screen and they change right and they'll yeah. wrote they'll like switch sides of the screen and they switch sizes and then sometimes he'll like freeze frame one of them and while the other one's playing but there's always one that's bigger and that's like the one that you should be paying attention to right um and it makes the movie feel to me even more dated than it is it Mm. makes it feel really 70s Mm. Mm -hmm. and with some of the score changes that he did Mm -hmm. it's just like very like actually you know it's a very cheeky like 70s spy (laughs) movie Uh, yeah because like every when I think of like 60s 70s I think of like mod and when I think of mod I think of different size squares very close together right and and so this yeah so this uh, edit employs a lot of that now there's a lot of times where you do get the full frame and we're just following one narrative I wouldn't go a lot well what happens is basically every time it transitions you know as as we said the first movie for example is a combination of planet of the apes and conquest of the apes yeah. no, no no escape escape from, escape, escape from yeah. excuse me uh escape well, every time it transitions from one of those movies to the other you'll see him employ mm-hmm. uh these split screen techniques and the purpose behind it at least in my takeaway the purpose behind it is to do what we've been talking about the entire time is the mirroring of the scenes that occur within the separate movies yes and there's a couple of times where when he does it it's nice and it works but there's a couple times a lot of times where it seems forced and it's and it's pointless and i'm like why like just watch all the movies and then you'll you'll get them in your head like you'll get that in your head so i i don't think the right approach to this is saying i want to take the planet of the apes and i want to make something better or i want to make something uh i want to improve upon i want to take you know you know try to improve the problems of the second movie for example or uh or highlight the good stuff of the fourth movie or whatever i don't think it's 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 
after watching it now, I don't think it's a good idea to kind of keep that in mind and try to do it. I think what really is to say as an experiment, does it work? Does mm. it capture uh, an entire saga? Is there a consistent narrative from the first scene to the last that sort of ties in together? Is it, a, is it an experience in and of itself that is not a replacement for the first four movies, but something that's sort of like, um, I don't know if supplements the right word, but yeah. kind of there's something else that's kind of complements. What I was imagining throughout this entire film was this is what when and it could work for this if you're you know if it's the 70s and you're having a fondue party and you have your friends over and they're all hanging out this might be a nice thing to put on in the background and i was imagining bionic bob putting it on in the background of his fondue party however if you are a person trying to convince someone that planet of the apes is a phenomenal series sit them down and make them watch all five don't show them this yeah i don't think this does this series justice i feel like i i understand what he's i I don't know i i was thinking that throughout the entire part one and part two if i showed this to someone would they like this series or hate this series and i can't think of an instance where i would ever show this in place of the series no way because Mm -hmm. i think that it really bastardizes uh what it is that each of the movies stands for i wonder if maybe because i'm a i'm a little disconnected from the reverence part of it that i'm i'm more willing to accept this sort of bastardized version of it sure. i think it's just because you don't like good movies <laughs> oh what's oh, that oh, oh, oh i'm oh, sorry oh, it's, oh, it's oh, time oh, for oh, a chimp oh, fact <laughs> that's right guys oh, if wait, you remember wait, from a, a couple weeks fact? ago that's right guys that's, a I've, bit? Like, I've become prepared <laughs> with information this okay. time <laughs> a bit of my podcast <laughs> i don't care we're on the bit free show no it's not, bit free. it's not a bit it's God. it's a segment beep, okay. beep, beep. it's time for a fucking chimp fact okay, okay so a couple weeks ago when you listened to escape from the planet of the yeah. apes uh we talked about when could you when was it like a no-no about drinking so i looked it up oh, while yeah. we were watching that's this right. movie that's, that's right. right guys we got a fact here <laughs> god it's a three-dimensional sound <laughs> drinking while pregnant stopped in the early to mid 70s so it was still okay hey it's uh, still okay it, you can no, still have like no a it was still wine. okay in the movie yeah it's not like all of a sudden alcohol is like you know what we're we're, we're, ba- we're it's not okay i've heard ladies can have like a glass of wine and it's yeah fine. i mean you can but what i'm saying is that culturally yeah it was still okay to drink so yeah, what no. the scene where he gives her a full glass of champagne there was, was no, perfectly there was fine. no uh, uh, animosity yeah. intended no. in that scene okay. yeah. also uh kind of that thing real quick no i'm the only one <laughs> okay. that does chimp also <laughs> jesus <Ow. laughs> beep, beep, beep. Uh, fun chip fact number two uh fetal alcohol syndrome doesn't happen within chimpanzees no okay actually that brings me to chimp fact number two guys you know what we're just gonna blow through a bunch of chimp fact number two chimpanzees can be infected with the same diseases 
that humans get like measles ringworms hepatitis b influenza common cold beep yeah. beep beep chip pack number 2.5 by, by extension <laughs> we might be able to interpret that they have the same <laughs> immunities as well yeah. did you know chip pack number three chimpanzees are 98 percent human and humans are 98 percent chimpanzee oh no appendix appendix a of chip pack number two uh those uh those diseases don't include fetal alcohol syndrome oh uh chim fag number four chim chimpanzees are are not non-vaxxers beep, beep, beep. chim fag number five gorilla tape uh not actually is made that, from gorillas is that racist <laughs> <laughs> uh, jesus christ well some of those facts were true mainly the ones that i was saying yeah. this is me covering for not watching a lot of the movie okay right. so back on track yeah here. back on to the track so Until my next the thing is about uh, the, okay so these split the split screen technique that he uses um the uh I, I, there it's I th- like picture in picture it's not really a split screen yeah i, I, I don't it's hard to, to describe describe it except that the frame has a might have a giant picture of what narrative like you're listening to the audio is playing that <laughs> and then you might have one two and sometimes three different pictures going uh, animations from the not animations but you know the other movie that it's can be combined smaller with. yeah Okay, so as I was watching it, because that the whole opening segment is a lot of that. You have the intro of the airplane crashing in uh, Planet of the Apes. You have the the uh, astronauts getting out of the vehicle, the ship as it's sinking. And it's with the split screen combination of the helicopter uh, circling the ship that's crashing into the water, or that's mm-hmm. crashed into the water in, in the beginning of the first of the third movie. Yeah, exactly, and. What he does is he has a lot of split screens going back and forth, uh, you know, so you can, but what it did is it sold, it sold me on the idea as like, okay, I'm telling two different stories. They're in two different times and I'm going to be using this technique, you know, to kind of, to piece all of this together. And that's where I was thinking like, I, I, at first I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it. But by the time that opening segment was over, I was like, okay, I, I'm bought into this approach. And the more it happens, the more often he uses this technique, the more I was seeing what really, what really is going on here. Because what the technique does, um, and, and I struggled with this when I was doing, I haven't told anybody on, on, on the thing, but I'll just go Uh-oh. ahead and share it. I'm, I have... <laughs> This is a hot fan edit uh, news I hope drop. I'm going to go back to fix it. But anyway, I was a Bezo banger. One of, my, one of my hard drives has since failed and I, I lost this giant edit that I'm working on with a, it's a, a Leonardo DiCaprio edit where it merges a multiple versions, multiple movies of his into one cohesive narrative. Hell yeah. And the problem is, is when doing that, when you segment segue from one movie into another, um, the, uh, when that, that next scene starts, you don't have, you just start at zero and, uh, the cut, if there's nothing in the original cut that you're moving over, that might give you some kind of inclination as what this new scene is about. Mm -hmm. It's extremely jarring time and time again. So I had to spend a lot of time finding transitions, finding these right kinds of transitions so that the ending line of one scene felt like a segue into the beginning. You can't hard cut. Yeah, you can, but you have to be very tactful with it. Cause if you do it, if you do it too much, it's obvious. 
like now you just feel like you're watching segments of four different movies. Sure. Yeah. So I actually struggled really difficult. It was really difficult to find those moments. Uh-huh. And um, what I noticed with the when his technique does is when it cuts to those uh, um, when it starts to you know have those multiple frames in is you see a little bit of a story and then it might it might show a different part of something else and a third part of it and then yeah. it cuts then you then you have the full the thing full frame yeah. and your brain like jumping is piecing together the end of it's it's hap, it's letting you do the end of one scene yeah. and you're kind of anticipating and jumping and expecting the next and then when it comes sure. in it feels so much smoother than if it had just been a hard edit yeah. from one to the next and i will say like in bionic bob's defense um his use of the small screens granted i'm not necessarily on board and or sold on the idea his use of it is not bad because he he constantly is changing it like it's not the same it's always like he he did a really good job of like of like if there's three you know there's it's always like some of them will be different sizes and placed in different areas where where the um sparsing of the scenes and cutting up of them and and the different small screens it's not repetitive so it doesn't feel like you're just going through the motions it feels like he really thought about what he wanted to parallel and what he was going for with this it's thought out well like it's a there's nothing against like the craftsmanship is good on it like it's not bad it's just i didn't buy into it right i think yeah i would agree with that i think like he clearly knew what he wanted to do with it i just don't have the same idea of what's important about the movie he's pushing a very different agenda than anything that i would ever get from the movies yeah i'm trying to think like when it was over and i was thinking about on the way home last night is if there was something like this where it was edited in the same way with the split screens and the moved around thing and it's and it told the entire story of for example the original star wars trilogy Mm. i would not buy into it i don't think i would i I think i might think it's an interesting exercise because i think the original star wars is like a near perfect movie in and of itself like plane of the apes i buy into a lot of the reverence for it uh people buy think the second movie is the best of the series but either way there's going to be a lot of reverence for that Right. And so when you put it all together and piece it all together, I think a lot of people are going to feel that you're just you have you're a nice, bastardizing this giant piece yeah it's like taking the yeah. statue of david and then saying you know what we're going to cut at the waist and just have it the waist up yeah. it still looks good but we're not like, going to see that little baby penis that we always we, like to see that's the best the, part that's the best part that yeah. makes you feel you're good it's like, this is the magnificent statue of david and i'm like yeah i can compete with this yeah <laughs> sounds like it's time for another fact, chip fact. Uh, uh guys you gotta th- that's another bezo banger <laughs> so uh so wait she got chimp fact Oh, sorry, 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 throw the chimp fact out. Chimp fact. Chimp fact. Okay. Uh, chimps carry babies for eight and a half to nine months, just like humans do. Hmm. Also, chimp appendage on chimp fact number five, appendage A, uh, those babies can't get fetal alcohol syndrome. So well, there you go. So. That's also another fun appendage on the chimp fact. <laughs> so. It's not an appendage. That's an you appendix on the chimp. <laughs> That's an appendix on a chimp. I think appendage actually kind of works. <laughs> yeah, thank Un- you. Unintentionally. Wait, what is it then? What's like a, what's AP? Appendix. Appendix. Appendage. (laughs) Appendage is like your arm to your body. Fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. 
God. So, uh, so yeah. So I think there's a there's a whether you buy into it or not. And uh, and I I was I, I it's so funny because we were watching and obviously I see you guys on your phone. Checked you're out. Asleep. Y'all are at, at different worlds. And okay, I'm, I was I watched a lot of this. <laughs> no, no, no. I, but the point is, <laughs> I, I the moments where I, I felt like the phone lights come on is when those segments came up. Yeah. And just a few seconds after that, that's when I was like, oh, it's losing. I, I that's what I noticed. Yeah. I felt like it was losing your attention in those things. I was like, oh, it's not working for you guys, even though it was working for me. Yeah, that I, is, it was an interesting dichotomy that I noticed in the room. Yeah, that, that is the good on. thing about like it. Does, it is very funny because like a lot of the times, you know, like with theaters, you know, they're always like, you know, no phones, keep your phones away, which is fine. But like when you're home, I think like a phone is a good litmus test for like when people are actually checking out mm. and like like why is it sagging and stuff like that? Because people like I wasn't, I was just pulling up my phone because I was like, I I've seen all this and it just doesn't like I, I just watched all this yeah and i like it this isn't enough to keep my attention right like keep it's something i i, I would if it was in my house, I would put it out in the background without the sound for a party. I yeah. think it would like look cool. Like yeah. it looks cool. Uh, and I think people would be like, Oh, this is interesting what you're playing, you know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like guys, we got to sit down. And watch I just this. feel like the idea and I mean, I, yeah, I did look at my phone sometimes, but I was looking at my phone, like mainly when there was, facts. I was <laughs> in part, I was doing some research, but, uh, also I was pulling up my phone, like when it was like the big speeches that I've heard a million times, I was like, I don't really yeah. feel like tuning into this right now. I'll look at Facebook for a sec, but, um, I feel like a lot of, uh, I don't know. It was just like the first like part one in particular i feel like there was like he was going for something more than he could actually pull off mm. like he was trying to do like like give some kind of other twist to the story mm. like i don't know if he was trying to loop it back with heslin or or what exactly he was trying to do but it seemed like he was trying to not just end them simultaneously which is what ended up happening uh in the end mm -hmm. but it seemed like it was ramping up to be like a completely different thing and then it's it the just ending. was the same thing yeah it wasn't any different yeah and i i don't with very with very minor exceptions he's not changing any of the narrative here yeah um the, would you have coupled the same movies that he did and see that's what's fascinating that as a saga uh, he's merging the first and the third yeah as a, and the second and the fourth and I don't I can't think of any other series where any saga that you could think of that or that would even like make that. sense yeah. to do something like that uh, but yes and the reason why I think and I think it's it's a great moment is uh, what happens at the end of part two which is sort of the end of the film yeah is that you have Caesar at the at the head of his revolution mm -hmm. finally taking over the evil number humans. four yeah yeah and it's and it's contrasted with the end the exploding of the end of the world the end of the world yeah, yeah. and so you don't it's a, i think it's a great you know having those two things next to each other kind of creating a new kind of theme like it's still all for naught yeah you know but it's still yeah it is all for naught it does it does emphasize that a little bit more because mm -hmm. when you get it when you get it at the end of the second film it's like it's one of those moments in the in the movie where you're like wait is that really the end of the world like that's it because you don't see it you see him push the explosion yeah. so you're like is it the end actually and then, then or the not? credits or the last little 
tag of the credits. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think like when it's coupled with that, it kind of does emphasize it a little bit more. And you're like, this is kind of the beginning of the end of the world. Yet it's still humans that technically destroy the world. Yeah. It's not the apes. Well, yeah. Well, either way, the, you can still follow. The point is, is that you have the you have two you have a beginning and an end, and uh, yeah. you know the beginning of the apes landing into it, and the, and the beginning of you know one and three mirror each other. And we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. that. They're just inverse inversions of it. Yeah. But there's also some really interesting things because in like it contrasts, you know, in the in the third movie when uh, they when the apes are in the city, they are. Uh, there's this montage that happens where you can, you see them going, they're shopping mm-hmm. and people are showing them around and all this other stuff. And it's juxtaposed against the first movie with Charlton Heston getting fire hosed in the cage. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And the music that's playing, which is an addition that he, they, uh, that bionic Bob put in the movie is that, um, what was that song that he played? Uh, it was like a cheery song and it really contrasted Why do the birds birds yeah, suddenly <laughs> appear. Like he plays that song against this montage of Charlton Hesse getting fire hosed. Yeah, I call it the couple montage. That part was uh, amazing. That was the best part of this entire experience and that is the only thing that should exist out of this entire yeah, experience. I was watching it in the back of my eyelids. <laughs> it was a really new moment, a new scene that he sort of crafted by huh. putting these it things was great. together. Cool. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, that, that part, that sequence, that montage was so fucking good. The rest of this should be burned to the ground. That is not nice. I love Bionic Bob. <laughs> Robot, Robot Eric. Eric. <laughs> chim love, fact. Okay. Time for another chim fact. Uh, chimps live around 50 years old. Really? Yeah. So That's longer than I would have expected. 40 to 50 in the wild and 50 to 60 in captivity. Oh, interesting. The oldest living chimp. I think it died at 70 or 68. So. Hmm. Hmm. Right around the time the third movie was. No. (laughs) (laughs) Mama. Uh, So here's. Mama. Mama. I'm so glad that he kept that. He like overused that. It was pretty great. Uh, Mama. Mama. I remember. I remember. uh, I remember. (laughs) I'm trying to remember the scene that it was juxtaposed with, but I remember <laughs> a lot of time spent on the scene where uh, Caesar's getting shocked. Caesar's getting electrotherapy. Yeah. But it was juxtaposed up against another scene. Well, see, <laughs> here's what happens in his version of the edit is he goes through the whole sequence where they, uh, where they, where they kill Caesar in the, in the fourth movie. But he does, the first time he shows that sequence, he doesn't show that uh, McDonald saves them had gone yeah. and shut off the power to the to the bench mm-hmm. so the first time you see it if you're not familiar with the original material is like oh shit they just fucking killed caesar yeah and so when he revisits that sequence you see that indeed the power was off and that caesar was faking it which makes him that much smarter yeah so um i don't know how well that plays if you don't know the source material yeah you know i mean it's there if you don't it might just be confusing if you don't know the source material. maybe uh, maybe or maybe it sells it i don't know yeah, like don't know. Uh, th- this is a weird balance uh about this kind of edit because obviously we love the first movie yeah. there's a lot of uh, the fourth movie is really good I think those, I think the third movie is really good mm-hmm. so you don't want anybody to experience those necessarily without their their full due yeah but at the same time does this experience do you want to let somebody experience this without having seen the other four and yeah. and to, to make an accurate judgment as to whether or not it's a, it's a self-contained piece that yeah. would be a moment 
to, to, to figure out whether that worked or not. You'd have to find somebody who's just not familiar with the source material. Virgin. Yeah, yeah. A poda virgin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I can't even think of, like, what to say about it. So, um, the, uh, one of the other things that he does... Um, in using the free, uh, these multiple cameras running at the same time, the split screen technique is he while almost almost always between segmenting from one movie to the other and then back and so forth using that technique. He also sometimes uses it in this within the same movie. Yeah, and the the sole purpose of it is to skip time like to to move the thing along to get to the next plot point that he's trying to get to yeah and there's a couple of times through part one and part two where that feels a little um heavy like uh, that feels like it's it's out of place yeah um because there's so many other times he uses it he goes to the next movie so to use it he's just you know trying to quick bypass time yeah um but that's a it's pretty effective like if if maybe if you're familiar with the source materials uh, just to give you a, a one minor example in part one um, which is uh, one and three again in the third movie um, Cornelius and Zira are are with with the aid of humans are told to run to this uh, ship yeah in the, in the deep into this shipyard to hide yeah and um, the way the humans find out where they are is they stop at a pump jack and Zira loses or takes off uh, like a piece of garment yeah. and then the, that that's discovered who it belongs to and the humans are on the trail and then they go and search the ship, shipyard and find her that whole sequence is not in this edit but yeah. it's in those little three panel kind of things where you see the story where just a little moment where you see him at the pump jack you see him leaving and then you there's another moment of them showing the the garment to um, yeah. what's the guy the bad guy's name in the third movie the scientist the evil scientist guy uh, that guy okay. handling handling the the garment to him and then it comes back into full frame and they're on the ship yeah. so Heslin Heslin thank yeah. you so you get that that narrative is there but he's he's compressing it in these little tiny micro moments that you have to really pay yeah. attention some of them kind of feel like uh, like when you're like listening to something or watching something in 1.5 speed where it's like I'm not necessarily retaining as much, but I'm absorbing all the information. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of this is like, a lot of this is that is like, you're watching the movie in 1.5 sort of, cause you're able to watch three scenes at once mm -hmm. and you're, and you're able to, cause he doesn't really cut like a shit ton of material. No, he cuts some, but yeah. he doesn't cut like a lot, a lot. Yeah. So a lot of it is just like, Oh, that scene that would have been cut in a fan edit is now in a smaller screen in the corner while main ones are going on right right so you're still technically intaking all of the material you mm -hmm. know, but um, the technique also allows uh, and to like the, one of the things that was we, we complained again in the second movie in the part two we see this in the second movie there's the long introduction of the new character who's like the Charlton Heston clone yeah, yeah. Uh, Brent, Brent yeah. and uh, that movie spends it doesn't have enough time to fill out his character coming into this world yeah. but because of the editing and dropping him in and then going to another story and then coming back it feels like the movie is giving him his space it's all off camera sure. to kind of experience that world so it kind of is a is a cheat 
you yeah. know, to to hide the fact that we don't have that footage anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you sure. can kind of buy into this idea that he's there. You also, um, uh, that whole part of where your, your brain is doing the numbers to try to calculate, well, what year did he really show up in compared to what Charlton Heston said that he's in? You don't. It's gone. It's gone because all that time spent on talking about the time travel and what the actual numbers are and so forth is, is pretty much gone from the edit. Yeah. I like so you, that, though. I know, it's fun to kind of sink your teeth into all of that stuff. But mm-hmm. it's uh, literally the reason why we're doing this. Well, it's one of the big ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric? Fucking <laughs> <like> robot Eric. <laughs> uh, so you lose a lot of that. What is that? Are you okay? <laughs> it's really hot in here, guys. We seem uh, to do a team check to, real quick. Panting over here. I am. I know we're all like taking breaks to take sips. Mm-hmm. All the cans are sweating. <laughs> Everything's hot. Ethan was giving me a bad look because I had to download a game real quick. Well, yeah. download or buy it. And yeah. I got an alert that said, hey, someone well, spent th- $25 <laughs> on I the PlayStation I thought it was going to let me buy it on my account, but it, I guess oh, it yeah, didn't. I bet that. You, you know what? I don't care. Are you buying the, the Planet of the Apes game? Is that why it's relevant? You know, actually, funny you should mention that because a couple weeks weeks ago i did do a little digging around uh-huh. and i found out that there was a planet of the apes video game really? for playstation one hey. and i tried to order a copy of it it is very expensive really? it is very very expensive and good. very anyway. terrible from what i understand <laughs> right, well, so we should watch a let's play of it i or, tried or, to find one or get the emulator hey. yeah i don't know if anyone bothered to, to do that i'll yeah. tell you one thing i've been playing fucking there's in-browser Sega Genesis emulators now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been playing the shit out of some Golden Axe, too. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> just been enjoying myself. That's a good game. Yeah, there's actually an emulator. Let's get off topic here. There's an emulator yeah, okay, that yeah, you can... Yeah, this is the Mountain Dude for a yeah. second. What is up, Mountain <laughs> Dudes and Dorito <laughs> Girls? <laughs> uh, on the Xbox One, they have a browser feature, and you could go use that browser feature to pull up Ooh. those emulators you could play really? using your I've Xbox never thought One. about yeah. doing that. Yeah, it, the I, 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 what I ended up doing is just connecting a computer to my TV so I can play some old school video games there. Well, Ethan, I'll allow you to do that on my Xbox One if you'd like. Uh, I just like you playing just on the Allowed iMac. me yeah. to buy this game, well, this twenty dollar game on accident right on your account. <laughs> I also have a Sega, which I have the oh, wrong my plug Sega? for. I have the wrong plug You're for welcome. it. I got to go to Game Over Video Games. <laughs> well, today. check and see if they have that Planet of the Apes game. Absolutely I, I not. I've already spent my rate uh, my uh, ration your, your for twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought ration. it would. It's tied I didn't even to my know I was account. I thought it. it would pull up both of my the card, your card mm-hmm, and my mm-hmm, card, and mm-hmm, didn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, back to the. <laughs> oh, I know how to get us in here. Let me do it. A, a fact. A fact. Got a chim fact, guys. Chim fact. Hot chim fact. Bezo, this is a chim fact that I think you would be interested in, my friend. Alrighty. Chimps reach sexual maturity between eight and ten years old. Uh, ripe, ripe old age. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> All right. The yeah. comparisons keep adding yeah. up. I, now I see that ninety-eight yeah. percent genetic tie. Yeah, yeah. It also says uh, another chimp fact appendage. Uh, chimps and Ethan both nine-foot penises. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, a little, that's a little-known fact. Gigantic. Uh, nine. Feet. Feet. I've never seen it. <laughs> no! It's so oh, hot. I'm just no. farting on the mic right now. Not that again. That's God, what if you why? play it back at 0.5 speed, you might have heard. Might have heard that. I, I like the first mo- the part one. I thought that that 
I didn't love it, but I thought that the two movies worked better, better together. together. Mm-hmm. The second part two, I, I, I was a long road for very little payoff of just being like humans destroy the world and mm-hmm. it's all a fault of this dumb ape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the I, I agree. The the part one, the merging of the first one and the third movie, uh, they have they have closer t- uh, themes. Yeah. So bouncing back and forth, you can see those themes easier. Yeah. Whereas the second and the fourth one are are, are less thematic, uh, sim- less similarly thematic so it feels like you're just following two different narratives more than it does feeling like you're following two different uh, the same themes expressed in different stories yeah totally um but uh i do like that um you still get all the weirdness you know you still get the weirdness of the second act with the 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 underground humans yeah aliens and mind control watching it again in this like kind of as i will say watching the second movie kind of as a quicker edit yeah it does make it made me appreciate it a little bit more i'm like yeah, damn same. yeah this is very cool yeah it's because because it, they uh, yeah we we talked about like the production maybe like the pre-production screwed this movie up mm-hmm. but what they did they had enough bones it looks like some of that came through and i think the edit this edit where you don't have a lot of the bad stuff hiding it yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah. it kind of highlights that a little bit better and it runs through it drags a little bit in the actual movie and in this it's a bit quicker yeah and, and consider this uh, you know i think i give or take each movie is about two hours long sure the first part one is an hour and a half part two is an hour and a half so you're taking four hours of content compressing it down to an hour and a half telling yeah. two completely different stories and then interweaving them so you find similar themes and parallels and all the plot point works plot points work and you don't have any serious lapse of uh, of uh, uh, continuity. continuity yeah so uh that's really an accomplishment in of itself and i'm sure yeah. it took a long time for him to like kind of sew it oh, all yeah. together to kind yeah. of figure out what narrative point do i need and what can i get rid of and and how do i in, how do i make it so that both stories start and end at the same yeah. time and i mean I, I felt like in in the part two you see a little more of compromising it's like well these two scenes don't necessarily go well together but i'm sure but i gotta segue and get and move along yeah um but there are moments where they do they do find a, a parallels that he was able to get together so for example the interrogation of um of Brent in part in this in part two yeah is caught with the interrogation of uh the the circus guy Armando yeah. Armando yeah. in part four and that's really interesting because we talked about the, there's the the recurring scenes that sort of happen whether they're uh, in, uh, investigations or interrogations or questionings mm-hmm. and so on and so he found those two moments and was able to kind of go yeah. back and forth and find something there which I thought was uh, uh pretty good uh, considering that th- one of those happens way late in the second movie but happens pretty, pretty early, early in, in the, the fourth. fourth yeah that's true so what he does in the fourth movie uh, or in part two that is unfortunate but it, it's, it's just kind of how it is mm-hmm. is that the the all of the scenes which show the the growing riot that uh caesar is causing a lot of that happens at the bottom of the frame you know mm-hmm. and it's we don't get 
a really a good version of that. We so that mounting uh, thing that's happening is is a little lost, and so mm-hmm. uh, because there's too much of that happening in the small pictures as we're watching the second movie. Sure. Yeah. Do you uh, have a guess as to what his favorite movie is? Obviously not the fifth one. Bionic Bob. <laughs> uh, Bionic and we're talking Bob? Robert Ro- Robert Eric's. Eric's. <laughs> Wait, Ro- Robot Eric. Oh, okay, I was confused. <laughs> I I can't imagine anybody watching the five of these. Well, I mean I can obviously, but uh, watching the five of these and not thinking uh, the first one is the best. <laughs> first one's obviously the first one is years away. Okay, yeah, but out of the other ones, so what two, do you three, think four. is? Because I think honestly, I think that he loves two. Yeah, because yeah. two is heavy is played heavily in in part two, and yeah. it's in one also. There's some moments yeah. of it that are in one, but if you watch part one, the more they, he spends more screen time on using the third movie than he does the first. Yeah, 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 yeah. he does. And he did the same thing with two, which is like, who cares about that as much as I think. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, I think think what that ends up being is a byproduct of saying, how can I cut this down? What plot points do I need? Because what you have in part one in the first movie, for example, is you do have these long, gated. It's the long, sweeping, ambient scenes. And those are the fucking best. Yeah. Like, that's what makes that film is the convert, the like sparse conversation that happens in that is Mm -hmm. all heady. Mm -hmm. It's all super. It's like fucking great. And it and it gears your brain towards these kind of thought experiments same thing as like 2001 mm-hmm. how 2001 opens slow and ambient to get you rolling into space which is big and huge yeah. like that's exactly what they do in the first point of the apes and that is why it is such a good movie and, and you're cert- cutting a lot of that he is and he that those are the sacrifices he's making to do this experiment is those those moments are sacrificed to to create plot points and there's more plot points to be had in the third movie than the first and so yeah. i think I think that ends up being a byproduct is why there's so much em- em- emphasis there. I don't know if he would... Well, maybe maybe he would say that he likes the third one more than the first. That's why he decided to do that. Yo, Eric, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Robot Bobby. <laughs> robot Bobby Eric. <laughs> Ricky Bobby Robot. <laughs> hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> there was one specific thing that he did, in my mind, fix... Uh, for for lack of a better word, is right. uh, in the fourth movie um, in Conquest. Uh, we had talked about it where at the beginning of the movie um, uh, he has been renamed from Milo to Caesar. Yeah, and that never happens. We don't get a scene where he's being referred to as as Milo. Thank God, because it's confusing. And uh, so when he gets to pick the name, we can interpret it in this case that he is he is picking, picking his Caesar, own name. Yeah. And it's not picked for him. Um, there is a plot point, but I think it's it relevant. Fit, uh, yeah. There is a part that he fucks up, in my opinion, Which is, in that movie too, though, because he shows. Okay, so in part one, he shows from part from the fourth from yeah from the fourth movie he shows the whole sequence towards the end of part one he shows the whole sequence about how the dogs died and there are a couple other times where you see caesar being led around by armando and then it uh part two opens with that whole sequence again yeah i don't understand like did you think that people weren't going to watch part two see I, I and I can think two different ways on that. It's I, I, I the point is is that you drop that in there 
and it's it's a mysterious kind of thing because it's it's in black and white so it's something that's out of time from what we're watching it's there's no audio to it so we don't know really what is being said yeah. uh, he does that technique quite a bit where he'll do a black and white thing of, of shooting of putting something in that he had edited out previously uh, to help fill in a later scene um, but then in, in this case because like we were talking about is he doesn't he doesn't have the full scene and color and everything until part two but he dropped it in part one and so I think it's kind of like a, an, un, an unanswered question that's sort of like a tease and then when it's the, the the intent imagine is to be satisfying oh now I get it it's part of this other timeline that the, the the ape in question is not uh, Cornelius even though it looks like him because you orig- if you were given that scene without context you would think why is Cornelius being you know on a, on a neck you know, or on a leash but in the in the now you understand that, that it's Cornelius's son and, and so on so I I think it's a. It, I think they look different. You think so? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think they look that different. I mean, it's the same. It's it's still Roddy McDowell, right? Yep. Yeah, Roddy, Roddy McDowell. Roddy, Roddy, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like we're ready for, for the final. <laughs> God. <laughs> final chim fact, guys. Chimpanzees aren't pacifists. What? what? The they big use, lie. They use branches and large sticks as clubs to fight their enemies, such as leopards and humans. Wow. The big lie. Mm-hmm. The big, big lie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That undermines everything about Planet of the Apes. I'm done with the series. Forget it. I'm going home. Mm. <laughs> Me I too. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm... <laughs> well, we did 45 45 <laughs> yeah well uh i i just want to uh, here comes as, another hot 10 yeah for you. yeah right i just want <laughs> to say like the the from an editing standpoint i think there's a lot to learn about this approach because mm-hmm. uh a, a couple of things one you, if you're gonna have this kind of stuff these kind of internal frames and and and, and whatnot uh, i think one of the things that i learned from this edit is that you can't do it once it's yeah. got to be something consistent that you're doing throughout the whole which thing. he does which he does do and uh uh two is that um the i think it's gonna be it's gonna be hit or miss whether it works yeah. Um, when I, and I'm thinking about editing other movies, like if you want to do the Back of the Future series, you mm-hmm. know, in this kind of approach, it's very polarizing. I think you're gonna, you're going to, yeah, you're going to get this kind of polarizing kind of effect because everybody's going to see that smaller screen and go, oh, I know the whole content. That's a good scene. Why, why am I only getting, uh, but I'm watching this big, uh, and, and then it's over and then something else. Like, I just, now I feel like I lost something as opposed to it gained, you know, mm-hmm. a little, a, a little thing there. Um, but I also think from a, a narrative, st- from an editing standpoint, he also highlights the, uh, the, the fixing the challenge of, you can't just segment, you just can't do a hard cut into a different part of a story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think that he knew that he couldn't do that. Mm. And it's a, this is a method of actually, you know, it's maybe an hour and a half long per part, but if you segment those, uh, all those little screens together and add them up, it actually might be an hour and 45 minutes, yeah, you yeah. know, per part, but he's able to overlap some things, mm-hmm. uh, in order to squeeze it down to an hour and a half. Uh, um, I, I, 
I like I said, I, th- I think it worked for me. I liked that my eyes were kind of dancing across the screen, like mm-hmm. trying to put everything together. Like I was engaged mm-hmm. as it's leading into the next segment. Um, in the times that I was engaged, other times it was like I kind of tuned out. Yeah. And then it just felt like he was just kind of throwing random shit up there. And then I'm on a new scene. I'm just like, okay, well, that one didn't work as well. Mm-hmm. And those tended to be for me the moments where he segmented back to the same story that he was working on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I think there's a lesson to be learned there too about what what can you skip and what you can't skip without losing somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, that's interesting that some of it like you had that effect all or experience that also because i mean for me it was just like i don't i don't understand why he chose the scenes that he chose Hmm. i just don't think that those scenes are i just don't agree with the choices (laughs) i mean it was interesting though Mm -hmm. it's an interesting concept Mm -hmm. um i i we i think we know in the time travel consecution that we watched i maybe one or two of i think we've seen some maybe a short of his i don't recall what it was but his name came up i'm pretty sure um uh beforehand and uh so i'm sure he's done some other stuff um but uh, my take on this is this is a i really liked it i liked uh, i was engaged um i i felt like it was an epic you know it's nice part one part two i almost wish that he had uh, uh um like an overture at the beginning oh and a nice little intermission to start the That'd second be nice. one yeah um uh just to give it a little bit longer of that epic kind of feel the thing that we lose because I love overtures and yeah. intermissions yeah. so much. I'm a sucker for him too. Yeah. Um, so that might have been a nice int- uh, uh, addition. Um, the, the the DVDs are, are readily available. Just go to fanedit.org uh, mm-hmm. to find, just download, and, and, and make that work for you. Um, it's in a it's two DVDs, so it's not Blu-ray quality, um, but. Uh, you know, when you edit these kinds of things together, you have to have a really powerful computer to do an HD and Blu-ray and everything else. It and also it looks like it's an older edit, so that makes mm-hmm. sense. It also doesn't have the um, lawgiver forward as well. So it had some negative. like special material that said yeah. lawgiver something. Yeah, yeah. It, it did. It did, and it also had deleted scenes in one of the ones. So, yeah, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> maybe we'll revisit them at some. Maybe, no, maybe. I won't. Well, okay. maybe I will. These are will. <laughs> Let's tell you. Tell about us. It. Yeah. Um, uh, on the fan edit website, there are no other fan edits of the uh, Planet of the Apes. This is it, mm-hmm. which is surprising. I, f- I figure somebody would have done Rise um, by now. Oh, yeah. The new ones. Yeah. Well, you know, Bezo, maybe you can unveil that project to the world after we blow through those in we, a minute. You know, I, I have always seen challenges with Rise, and uh, maybe I'll watch it a little more closely this time and see you if it's You know what you should do? You should take this fan edit and play it in a smaller square <laughs> next to Rise Hell playing. Yeah. That's some better shit right there. <laughs> yeah, you should make it so you can take in all the movies at once. But don't forget that when you're doing that, you also need to have you working on the computer on those edits in uh, the frame yeah, as well. Yeah, Live stream. Me, yeah, yeah, Twitch. My Twitch stream. Yeah, that's the edit. That's the edit. Yes. <laughs> it's really the only way you can do this. Can I tell you my Twitch stream got taken down again. Wow. Oh, I didn't it's, know you started it again. It's been a while, but uh, like, it's because the audio from the movies is oh, triggering yeah, it's Twitch. Triggering to Twitch. It's yeah. so annoying. That sucks. So I haven't, I haven't put it up since it got shut down again. So Shit. It's, so freaking Ugh, it's so hot. 
All right, so uh, I'm running out of coffee. It's really hot in I'm here. Running it's steam. Coffee. Running out, yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm not running, running out of steam. I'm running on steam. I'm making <laughs> I'm the steam. steam. Boy, yeah, out of your steam. butt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to give a, a, a last little hurrah to Bi- Bionic Bob. I think it's an accomplishment. Thank Bionic you. Bob. Thank you for making the Thanks, editing. Bionic I feel Bob. like I'm a better person for having watched it. Ooh, yeah. I know, but I get I get what you're trying to do. I, it's interesting. Yeah, I would yeah. I would like to see this on a different film. Oh, a different yeah. series that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, didn't care about as much. Maybe like the Ninja Turtles, where you don't really mm. care about those movies, and so maybe mm. it wouldn't hurt if you butchered them. I just feel yeah. like there's, there's a, this, there's just like, I mean, we fucking talked about each one of these movies for their own episode and talked about how amazing the story is and mm-hmm. how each one of them is just like so heavy and it's so rich with uh, parallels to the current state of the world or sure. the world then, and it's like you just. You lose fucking it. lost all of that I in this you version. You yeah, you did. No, yes. No, no, no. Some of the guts are still there. They still work. No. It's just, I don't agree. <laughs> it's just This sad. is not a replacement. This is a different experience. Yeah. And, and I don't like it as much. I think for what he was going for, it's a it's worth a gander. Yeah, I get what you're going for, <laughs> and that's fine. Good for you. You did it. You did it. I'm not gonna give it a pass. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I don't yeah. know. People should watch it, I guess, if they're interested. Yeah, but it's I, interesting to watch. We all recommend watching the original series, and this is not oh, a substitute. Sure. Don't replace it. No. Um, uh, but if if you're uh, if you're curious about it, you're not going to. It's not like you have a, a bunch of crazy bad audio cues. It doesn't feel like you're watching. Uh, you know, two movies are just kind of cutting back and forth to one another without any, any uh, consistency. It does. Occasionally, but most of the time, <laughs> it feels like its own its own experience. And uh, yeah, it's and, not uh, poorly done. Like he, yeah. he put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. He's a good craftsman. It's a good piece, and it is polarizing. You'll know within the first Bob, ten minutes if it's for you or not. Bob, hit me up on Twitter. I'd like to know what uh, what your favorite series is. Bob. Series or one episode movie in the series? No, like no. a like a movie series. Okay, what's your favorite? Bob Twilight. <laughs> Burn. Yeah, Robert. Hey, hit us Very up, similar. Robert Eric. Pat Pat Turnson. What's his name? I don't know. I don't even know either. <laughs> He's that guy from Harry Potter, right? Just the sound of a gun goes off right now. <laughs> so hot. All right, I'm sorry, Bob. All right, we made you. it through. So we're gonna continue doing more Planet of the Apes. Yeah, who knows yes. what we're gonna do next? We're not. We've been kind of up in the air about everything we got some we got an animated series ahead of us we got a live action series and we have the next two movies what order the marky mark one so what what order they come in or if they're all going to be there we're still figuring it out we will still tell you one thing the uh, three weeks before the movie comes out you we will be doing all of the most recent ones two weeks so do you want to tune out we're doing those last we're doing a bunch of we got a couple weeks of uh what would you call it uh, extra material well we Mm -hmm. do have that uh I mean, we do have a comedian coming in for the Marky Mark one, though. So yeah, we'll, oh, that. Yeah. Be yeah, we'll be having a guest. Guest, and guest guests are. are always great on this show. Right. Oh yeah, and we'll be in Michigan, so come say hi to us yeah. <laughs> if you're in Michigan. Swing <laughs> by. Yeah, but who knows when this releases? If we'll be there, yeah. I don't know. No, we'll be there. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, we're done. You all, you all want to throw some plugs? I don't oh, want yeah. it. I'm good. You can uh, bye. <laughs> no, all right, bye. <laughs> you told you told Bob to hit you up on your tw- on your. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Donna underscore bourgeois or uh you can listen to my show chip fact her twitter <laughs> sucks <laughs> that's mean i had a funny tweet the other day it was, it was going for it <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, or you can listen to my show. Uh, it will be up tomorrow. It's Mountain Dude versus Dorito Girls. Chimpa. I just got a PS Vita. That's yeah. what Ethan was yelling at me about. So yeah. I'll have some games on that to review. Right on. All right. All right. And Ethan has no plugs. And uh, good, I'm saying uh, thanks for listening. Butt we'll plugs. catch you on the next episode. Bye. Chip Fact Bezo got a drawer for a butt plug. <laughs>